Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. dance party here. I like dance parties. It's really just you and me. Can there be a two-person two, two, two dance party? Maybe if we dim the lights. I, well, hey, mm-hmm. it's... I don't have anything else going on for the next 45 minutes or so. <laughs> we gotta talk about a movie. Lady in Red. Okay. Is dancing with me. Me. I didn't tell you to stop. I'm sorry. Okay. Wait. <laughs> well, okay. okay. 90 degrees All on right. Friday. It's okay. <laughs> skin hot in here. <laughs> It's gonna be hot and wet. That's nice of you with a lady, but ain't no good of you in the jungle. <laughs> Thank you, Roosevelt. Okay, uh, so we are not Adrian Cronauer. Nope. And this is not Vietnam. Nope. Uh, it's uh, not morning either. No. So we are striking out on all counts. Uh, this is the 30 something movie podcast Hello. in which we talk about movies that have reached 30 years old. We like that. We do like that. We we do. So, uh, this time around we're going to be talking Alien Nation, which has nothing to do with aliens. Well, no, like the Aliens franchise. Like the Xenomorph aliens. Right. Not those aliens. Not those aliens. Different aliens. Different aliens. Not those aliens. There's no face stuff. <laughs> yeah. That whole, it, that's not even the noise they make, but none of that. You're correct. Correct. Um... So yes, so this time we are talking Alien Nation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very, very quickly, we spoil the events of the movies that we talk about, so if you have not seen Alien Nation and you want to, don't listen to us now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Come back and listen to us later. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a Saturday Night Live thing. Wasn't that Hans and Franz? They were like, hear me now and believe me later. That's right, they did say something like that, yes. I started saying that and I was like, I feel like I'm talking like Hans and Franz. We're here to pump. You up! up. <laughs> so, uh, yes, so we do spoil the events of the movies we talk about, so we will be talking about Alienation. Yep. Haven't seen it, watch it, come back, we'll be here. Yeah. Uh, we're always here. We Sitting right inside your ear. In the 30-something movie podcast mm-hmm. zone. Yep. It's like the land yep. of Dairy Queen. A little bit like Danger Zone. Oh, see, I went Danger Zone, you went Dairy Queen. Okay. We'll start with D. Why Dairy Queen? Well, the, the, the land of Dairy Queen. All the ice cream's just there waiting to be eaten. Us. We're here in the <laughs> <laughs> I tried, man. I tried to take that. Just, I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> intently looking at you, hoping that something that makes sense comes out of your I was going to try, I was gonna try, I was gonna try okay. and bring it all back, but I couldn't, man. It was just getting more and more crazy. In the back of my head, I'm sitting there going, hmm. All right, let's see where this goes. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not to say I don't like Dairy Queen. No, but the, I just, I do you remember the land of Dairy Queen it. commercials? No. Well, see, there you go. Okay, see, that's there was where always I'm the out. Dairy Queen commercials. You'd okay. go to the, they'd pan into the land of Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. and there would be. It would was like, like Willy Wonka's like, chocolate. You'd open up the freezer, and it would be the. That, or they just they had okay. this little uh, jingle in the land of Dairy Queen. Or no, that was a different okay. tune. But anyways, there'd be this little jingle, and then there would be like. Uh, note, note to self: find audio for Land of Dairy Queen commercial <laughs> chocolate and, and put into show. Thank you.
everything is pure and enchanting, rich and thick, with all that's light, cool, and creamy. Discover the one place where good taste comes through. Discover the Dairy Queen Banana Split. In the land of Dairy Queen. We treat you right. It was sort of like, um, uh, th- like, uh, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy yeah. Wonka's factory, where you just walk in and all the food was right there. And okay. Would, it was chocolate rivers. But this is all would, ice cream. But it was all ice cream. Okay. And then they they talk about whatever the latest flavor was or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was you, the land of Dairy Queen. Huh. And they'd have a little like spot where you'd see the land of Dairy Queen. And if they were selling chocolate, you'd see mountains of chocolate and flowing rivers of chocolate. If you, huh. then, you then it would rain strawberries and all that okay. kind of stuff. So that's what I was talking about okay. when I said we're kind that, of like That the makes lot. a little bit more sense. I just thought you were just sitting over here just like making stuff up. <laughs> I kind of wish I would, man. What the it heck kinda, are you talking about? Land it kind of would fit, man. That, okay. I wish... I, hey, that's fine. I wish it... Uh, I wish we could have I appreciate that. your imagination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just end the movie for me and I'll be okay. <laughs> Don't leave it hanging. Uh-huh. Um, so we... <laughs> all of our listeners like, dude, I wish I could have gotten that five minutes back. Yeah. Mizuka's listening to this, and he's just like, what that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so this time we're talking alienation. Um, I already said that people, well, that's what got us into this whole thing, was telling people to go back and watch it and then come back and to our listen world. to us later, to, to our, our world, <laughs> to the world of... The danger zone. The world, the danger zone. The danger zone. zone. End of we're story. F- fighter pilots flying through Dairy Queen land. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'll take that. Um... But yes, and then uh, leave us a review on iTunes. If you like what you're hearing on the show, leave us a review. Let us know what you're liking. Uh, if you don't like what you're hearing on the show, eh, do you need to leave a review if you don't like? You can. I mean, you can. Laugh we, at you. We don't. Right. I mean, we may. I don't know. We're not going to pick on people, are we? We're not going to pick that on people. That seems mean-spirited. No, we're not going to pick on people. No. We're, okay. just, we're just publicly humiliate them. Okay. call it that. I, I feel just like that's reasonable. Laugh. Well, I mean, I feel like if you put yourself out there in public, that like we do... Yeah, we might make fun of you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Things That's fine. Happen. That's fine. Things happen. Um, Things but that happen. shouldn't stop you from leaving a review. In fact, maybe that should cause you to leave a review so you get mentioned on the podcast, yeah. you get some notoriety, and eventually you become famous. Yeah. All of those things. Go Never through. go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> That's right. I, it's right there. It's right there on the board. Incon- inconceivable. Good role on Mozart in the Jungle, too. Yes. He was good at Did that. you finish watching it? I've got like. A couple of episodes left to watch. Okay. Because I got distracted with Cobra Kai. Okay. I got distracted. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I got distracted with. Uh, with. Uh, I got distracted with Monica Bellucci. Monica Bellucci. Too, but yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that was. Yeah. Oh, she makes my little heart go well, pad. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I'm just going to. You know. I figured I'd ask you and be like, uh, somehow I got stuck in the middle of season three. Yeah. I can't get out. <laughs> I can't get out. I'm stuck. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, but he was good. But player. anyway, yeah, 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 he was good. I had the All piano right. player. We have not watched the final season yet. We were we were taking I'm a break. In the final season, okay. you know, I'm. We were trying to take a break, space it out a little bit. Yeah. So then we went to we, we have to space out. I think we've probably talked about this before and probably on the show before. Um, Deadwood. You okay. Ever, you ever watched Deadwood? No, but you said that yeah. it gets a little. It, the language is so intense. Yeah. That like you get done with a season and you're almost exhausted. Yeah. To the point, well, and and anytime like the kids come out from their rooms in at night when we're trying pause. to watch TV, it's out oh, pause. Yeah. But we put closed captioning on. Yeah. So we're like, nope, don't pause on that part. Nope. Yeah. yeah. There's no good part to pause. Nice. <laughs> so 
one. Yeah, so we, we kind of took a break. We took a break from Deadwood. We watched yeah. a few other shows. We started with the first three seasons of Mozart in the Jungle, which is easy because they're all little half-hour yeah. deals, kind of like Ash versus Evil Dead. Yep. And then we got to the point where we're like, okay, we don't want to, we really like this show. We don't want it to end right now. Let's go back and finish the last season of Deadwood, and then we'll come back to yeah. Mozart in the Jungle. And I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I've got a few episodes left of Mozart in the Jungle, mm -hmm. but I've got Tammy but, hooked. Cobra Kai. Yeah. Cobra Kai is done. Yeah. Loved it, and I played yeah. the first episode I for Tammy. It, yeah. And between Cobra Kai, uh, Mozart in the Jungle, mm -hmm. and Stranger Things, she's mm -hmm. like, "Oh my God, I'm in the middle of three shows, and they're all <laughs> awesome." You know, I'm just like, "Hey, well." Uh -huh. So, uh, but I should wrap those just with enough time for um, um, Arrow and uh, Flash to be on streaming, so I can check those shows. Yes, out. Uh, Arrow we gave up on a few years ago, but Flash I'm waiting. Yeah, we started this season and okay. then just completely lost track of it, and by the time we were seven episodes behind. We just said, yeah, we'll wait till it goes to Netflix or yeah. Which whatever. one? Uh, Flash. Flash. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the the other one that Sharon started watching on Netflix, and then I I started. She finished it, and then I just started watching it the other day. Um, is called The Rain, and it's a Danish show. So it's got subtitles, but you can put it in. You can change it to English if you want to. And this is a what now? It's it's on Netflix. Okay. It's a series on Netflix. I think it's eight episodes. And the idea is... Um, you told me of this, I believe. I think I might have told you about the it. The rain is poisonous? The rain has a virus in it. Okay. And it kills people. Okay. Like, almost immediately. Um, and this little boy somehow is totally immune to it. Like, he has the cure within him. And so I've only watched the first episode at this point, but supposedly it's going to get even freakier than it is now. So if you don't like freaky stuff, maybe don't watch it. And I know you're not a big fan of freaky stuff. Mm. So the problem was when I started watching it, Sharon had already watched through the entire thing. So when I went to go, I was you know uh, was uh, working out the other day, and I went to go put it on, and I just hit play mm -hmm. on Netflix, not realizing that it was going to play the episode Sharon had left off from, which was the last episode of the season. Okay. And so it starts playing, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, hmm. I feel a little lost, but then I'm sure they're going to do a bunch of stuff in flashbacks, and yeah. I'll figure out who these people are. And no, you were just on and, the tech and then, episode. And then Sharon gets home, and and uh, and so I, I pause it for a second and just find out how her day was. And, and I said, yeah, I started watching that rain show you told me about. She's like, yeah, yeah, where are you at? I'm like, well, they just got to this bunker. And it's like, she's like, they don't... The stuff you just described. I said, yeah, they're doing the experiments on the kid. And she's like, they didn't do any experiments in the first episodes. What episode are you on? And then I looked at it and I was like, season one, episode eight. Oh, never mind. She's like, yeah, no, no, no. Forget everything you just watched. Like, yeah, go, back, go back, start go over, back, and forget everything you just watched. So, bring it back. I'm sure it's going to be a really great show. I maybe kind of know what happens to some characters, but that's you important. know, but that's all right. We're just going to treat the entire thing like a flashback. Yep. Uh, much in the same way that you should treat the prequel trilogy of Star Wars. Just treat it like a flashback, and yep. then all the stuff you hate, it was just a dream. Mm -hmm. Sure. All right. Um, should we talk some alienation? Yeah. I don't know that we have any new movie. Well, we're recording some of these ahead of time, so new movie news doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. The only new movie news. How did you like Solo? Awesome. I can't yes. wait to see how awesome that movie was when I, you watched it. When you watched it before and the week. thing with the and the guy and the. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. That's all I got to say to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um didn't we do that didn't we try to when we recorded our like Force Awakens episode didn't I try to get everybody to make their own Chewbacca noise I and like Dennis refused oh I feel like we did this at one point huh. I feel like everybody just looked at me and they were like no <laughs> I, 
I thought Dennis recorded the whole thing using only a Chewbacca voice. Oh, I'll have to go back and re listen. Might have been. You can go I'll back and listen. listen. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so let's just dive on into Alien Nation. Yeah. Um, for this one, Alien Nation came out on the 7th of October, 1988. Uh, actually, I'll jump in here for a second. It was actually supposed to come out before that, uh, but they did some edits to the movie to make it shorter and faster paced. Um, and ultimately, that ended up causing a shift in composers for the music as well. Okay. So Jerry Goldsmith was actually supposed to do the original score. But it was... Uh, and it was... I think it's uh, Jay Chataway. Kurt Sobel. Oh. Jay Chataway was Maniac Cop. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's where, where yeah. I saw that name. Uh, Kurt Sobel, oh, who was yeah. in the music department for Ray, The Revenant, Monster Squad. He worked as like a music editor and supervisor in a whole bunch of different 80s, 90s, other movies. Um, okay. But yeah, So he was the replacement conductor or composer for the soundtrack. It's supposed to be Jerry Goldsmith. I was listening to the, the soundtrack the other day. They have it all up in the rejected soundtrack, they call it. Um, they have it up on YouTube, and... It was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, it had, had kind of a fun sound to it. It sounds like a bunch of other 80s sci-fi movie soundtracks. Okay. And okay. I'm, I'm blanking out on whether he did some of those or not, but, like, it sounds like it could be the soundtrack to, like, The Running Man or okay. uh, Total Recall or yeah. maybe even Predator. You know, it sounds a little... It has that kind of almost, like, synthesizer electronic sound to it, electronic. Of, and, yeah. Kind of mm -hmm. a repetitive yeah. melody. And know? they... Apparently, they took that away from... They... they took away and rejected his score because they said it sounded too weird. Mm. But also because the the pacing, the timing of everything didn't fit when they cut the movie in certain parts. They're just yeah. like, well, you know, it's it's a little weird, a little weirder than what we wanted, and the movie has been re-edited, so your music doesn't work anyway. Rated R, uh, runtime of one hour, 31 minutes, directed by Graham Baker, who did Impulse and Beowulf. Producers were Gail Ann Hurd, who has done, I don't know, pretty much everything. Um, since the 80s. Terminator, Aliens, The Abyss, The Walking Dead, you pretty much name it. If it's something related to something like monsters and robots and aliens, she's probably produced the thing. Um, Richard Kobritz also did this. Uh, he also produced Christine and the TV movie Salem's Lot. Writer for this one was Rockney S. O'Bannon, who did the TV series Farscape, Defiance, and Revolution. Mm -hmm. Cinematography, Adam Greenberg, who did the first two Terminator movies, Ghost, and Near Dark. Music, as I said before, is done by Kurt Sobel, who was in the music department for Ray, The Revenant, Monster Squad, a bunch of other things. Could not find a budget for this one, but the box office was only $32.2 so not a whole lot of... Didn't do very well. Um, I mean, I did okay, but you know, probably not what they were hoping for. Starring James Caan, who played Matthew Sykes. He was in The Godfather, Misery, and The Program, which, if you've ever seen The Program, I don't think a lot of people have seen The Program. Is it's, it about football? Yeah. Okay. It's like a college football movie. We, in high school, on the football team, we were obsessed with this movie. Like, we would put it, we had a big screen TV in our locker room, and we put it on in the locker room. And then if you would go over to, like, a friend's house, if it was a friend that played on the football team, like, what do you guys want to do? I don't know, eat some checks Mix and watch a movie. What movie you want to watch? The program! And, like, you, you might go over to another friend's house the next day, or, like, what do you guys want to do? I don't know, eat some popcorn, watch a movie. What do you want to watch? The program! <laughs> like, we were, uh, the football team was obsessed with And we with haven't this movie. seen that as part of this podcast. No, because it comes later. I think it's... Mid nineties. I wonder if I've seen it. Ninety four. I've heard of it. Heard James Con plays the coach. Yeah, the head okay. coach of the team, and right. there's a couple other actors in it that you'd recognize from other places too. But uh, Mandy Patinkin played Sam or George Francisco. 
He was in The Princess Bride and Homeland. Terrence Stamp played William Harcourt. He was in Superman 2 and The Limey. Kevin Major Howard played Rudyard Kipling. He was in Full Metal Jacket and Sudden Impact. Leslie Bevis played Cassandra. She was in Spaceballs and Star Trek DS9. Peter Jason played Fedorchuk. He was in They Live and Prince of Darkness. Jeff Kober played Josh Strader. He was in Sully and Sons of Anarchy. Conrad Dunn played Quint. He was in Stripes and Chicago. And Roger Aaron Brown played Bill Tuggle, and he was in Near Dark and Cobra. Uh, critics on Rotten Tomatoes give this one a 54%. Roger Ebert says, quote, The movie is simply a failure of imagination. Nobody looked at the screenplay and observed that it didn't try hard enough, that it had no surprises, that it didn't attempt to delight it, its audiences with twists and turns on the phoned-in plotline. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> but... You know, when I read that, and I and I do like this movie, I'll say that before we even get yep, talking. Yep. I do like this movie, but I read that and I was like, well, yeah, 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 kind of. Uh, audience rating for this one, Cinema Score uh, got a B, so that's people actually seeing it in the theater. And then as they leave, they are polled, uh, and like exit polling for the movie theater, they gave it a B out of an A plus to F scale. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes uh, audience gives it a forty five percent. Okay. It did win the Saturn Award for Best Sci-Fi Film. It was nominated for the Saturn Awards for Best Supporting Actor, Mandy Patinkin, and Best Makeup. Um, the only summary I'm going to give for this one, and then we'll just talk about it as we go along, is what it says on the posters. Uh, Los Angeles, 1991. They have come to Earth to live among us. They've learned the language, taken jobs, and tried to fit in, but there's something about them we don't know. Alien Nation, prepare yourself. Newcomers have arrived. They have their own customs, their own mysteries. Slag Town, I hate this place. And their own crimes. My fellow newcomers will work very hard to make as much money as they can to give to me. Sykes, here's your new partner. My true name is Stangia Sorens. Ah, Sorens, well, Gesundheit. Now, James Kahn. So, what do you got? This will stop anything. And Mandy Patinkin are headed deep into newcomer territory. Get the ass, Your mother mates out of season. Into the heart of a mystery. Inside an alien world of violence. Desire. Tell me the truth. Have you ever made it with one of us? (laughs) And power. A sweet indulgence from our past. Resurrected for our future. It is called Shabrukam. Your people do not know about this part of our past. Beyond their darkest fears. He's dead. No, he's not. Lies an evil beyond imagination. Alien Nation. Okay, so Sam Francisco. Sam. Francisco. San Francisco. I, I love the names in this one. Uh, played by Mandy Patinkin, was originally going to be named George Jetson, but the Hanna Barbera company, who did the Jetsons cartoon, um, I guess it was like three days before they were set to start filming, um, said, "No, you're not allowed to use that name. Uh, no, can't do it." Good, and nice. right, and so actually, there, I did find a uh, kind of a. Well, at least a quote by, as he was being interviewed later, um, from Mandy Patinkin, the character who played Sam Francisco. And he said, look, that's ridiculous. He said, whenever I watch the movie, I think of that character as being named George Jetson. 
He said, in my trailer, when I had makeup and I had props and I had other stuff and I had costumes and everywhere in the script, it says George Jetson. Everything I had to get ready for this part was labeled Jetson. When I thought about it and, and created my character, I named him Jetson. So I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about effing Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. When you watch this movie, that character's name is George Jetson. Which then is when they're riding in the car and James Caan, he's like, yeah, my name is Sam Francisco. And he's like, Sam Francisco? I'm not introducing you to people as Sam Francisco. I'm going to call you George. Okay. So that was their way of kind of getting back at Hanna-Barbera. Be like, okay. no, we're still going to use the name George. I don't care what you say. Yeah. So that was kind of their Funny. little little dig at, uh, at them. <clears throat> uh, we already talked a little bit about uh, Jeff's, uh, Jeff... I was going to say Jeff Goldblum. Jerry Goldsmith. Two very different people. Yes. Jeff Goldblum, both Jerry Goldsmith. People. But I mean, both people, yes. We got the human part down. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, very different people. Yeah. I, I, would, I would assume. I mean, I'm not friends with either one of them. But not that I wouldn't be. I'd be happy to be. Both of But I'm not. Guys. They, they seem... You seem a decent fellow. Mm. I hate to kill you. I am a decent fellow. I hate to die. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it was inconceivable that we wouldn't try to put Princess Bride jokes oh. into this since Mandy Patinkin. I didn't even know it was Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. When I watched the oh, thing, yeah. I didn't watch the credits. I didn't watch anything. Oh, really? I'm, I'm like, when did... Oh, that was him in makeup. Wow. Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, after William Harcourt has his transformation at the end of the movie, he is no longer played by Terrence Stamp uh, because Terrence Stamp refused to wear the crazy monster alien makeup at okay. the end of the movie. Um, and then your favorite topic... Yes. So, so hold on to your chair. Here we go. A remake Wonderful. has been... <laughs> well, I don't like remakes. Yeah. You just don't like remakes of Maniac Cop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a remake has been in the works for the last couple of years, and the last news was that um, Jeff Nichols, who has done the movies Shotgun Stories and Mud, one of the ones that won uh, some awards a couple of years ago, would be writing and directing it. So, I mean, he's... I want to say nearly every one of his movies has been hailed as being... Well done movies. Like okay. he, he always gets in the different scoring systems, whether it's Rotten Tomatoes or Meta yeah. Metacritic or some of those. His movies tend to get like ninety percent. Cool. So, and they're thinking he's, a, he's a good writer. He's a good director, and he he wants to be the writer and director for a new Alien Nation movie. So, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. So let's just start off with: Have you seen this movie before? No. Oh. No. What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. I, I found myself liking it. I remember when the show came out, mm -hmm. um, and I think I watched a couple episodes of the show. I don't know how they interrelate. I don't know mm -hmm. at all. I'd be interested to go back and check out the show. I always remember that there was a movie that people talked mm -hmm. about first. and they, I think I remember people saying the movie was a little edgier and a little mm -hmm. bit more violent. The show was more made for prime time, and you know, whenever it came out, junior high kids could watch it mm -hmm. and, and all that. Um, but yeah, this is the first time I saw the movie, and I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. This, I'd seen the movie a few years ago. I, I didn't see it anywhere near to the time that it came out, but I've seen the movie before, so this is probably maybe the second or third time I've seen this. But I did watch the show when the show okay. came out, because I think around that time, it was around the time that there were a whole bunch of shows on kind of related to 80s movies that they had spun off into TV yeah. shows. And a whole bunch of them, like, there is no reason in the world why I ever, as a child, should have been watching these yeah. shows. But I remember watching, there was a War of the Worlds show that I think I remember that one. came out in either 80, maybe 89? Okay. 88, might have been 88, might have been 88 that it came out. Um, this one, actually, this one came out 89. Um Alienation came out in 89. I think War of the Worlds might have been 88. Okay. But I remember watching War of the Worlds 
the TV show. I remember watching Alien Nation, the TV show. There was a Nightmare on Elm Street TV show that I never should have watched. Okay. Because it kept me up at night, and I had night horrible nightmares from watching it, but I was a dumb child. Um, and just a whole bunch of different TV shows that were based off of or spun out of 80s movies. And this was one of them. And I remember really enjoying this show, even though... I'm sure the content at the time I would have been what eight years old, nine years old, not geared. To, I'm not their demographic at all. Right. But I remember really liking the show. Okay. And I remember just thinking that it was really cool that you had just, and it was just normal. It was just these yeah. aliens are living on Earth. There's not nobody's looking at them going, "Wow, that's an alien." Yeah. It was just a, yeah. Yeah. They, they live here too. Yeah. And that I even as a kid I remember thinking oh, that's pretty cool. That's not you know we're not making a big deal out of them being aliens that. It's it, it, maybe it's part of the story here and there, but yeah, you know, it's just it's how it is. Yeah. Um, and so, sticking with the TV show for just a second, I think if I remember, because it's been a long time since I've seen the TV show, if I remember right, the TV show didn't do quite as much. This, this is the kind of like buddy cop movie, yeah, and not in like a comedic way, but like buddy cop movie where it's you know the crime is the main thing and they're trying to solve the crime and all that. I feel like from what I remember of the TV show, it was more about fleshing out the alien culture. Okay. Like you got to see more of their, if they have a religion or if they, you know, more about their language and their customs and their, so I, I feel like the TV show was more about, you got to see more of like their home and family life yeah. and how it differed from human family life right. and because you get little bits and pieces of that in this movie where you see things like you know oh it's just it's disgusting that their alcohol is is sour milk mm -hmm. you know that's gross or they eat raw food or you know all this other stuff that is different you get little bits and pieces of that but the show kind of fleshed that out yeah sometimes i almost think about it in the same way that you had star trek and star trek the next generation where you know, Star Trek, go back to the original Star Trek, and that's the that's the action. There was always either action or a mystery or something that had to be figured out, but you didn't really spend, at least in the old original Star Trek, you didn't spend a whole lot of time learning about the cultures of the different people or the culture of the Federation. Right. or what. And then you get to, like, the next generation in Deep Space Nine, and it's almost like all yeah. culture. It's all about learning the, the ways of these different groups of people. Right. And, right. and so I think that was I think that was the main difference between the TV series and the movie was the movie was just a straight up cop mm -hmm. uh, you know, action yeah. investigation story, whereas that other the, the TV series was more here's here are these newcomers as people and as yeah. family and, yeah. and here's how that here's the dynamic of how that works for them versus how that works for us. Right. So, yeah, I like this movie. I, you know, I, I think we kind of hinted at it a little bit at the beginning that, you know, it may be, it's, it's not going to, other than the Saturn Award, it's not going to win any awards necessarily, but I always just like the, the idea of the movie. Yeah. The idea that it's not a big deal that these aliens are here. And now watching it, I'm going to, I'm going to bring back the, you know, the, the social commentary piece of this again. Um, Cause that's our favorite thing to, to talk and argue about, mm -hmm. um, but watching it as an adult now, being able to see more of the parallels to like the immigrant story, you know, you have these people that have come here yeah. as immigrants, and in a lot of ways, they are definitely treated as immigrants, mm -hmm. whether good or bad. Um, they are treated in much the same way we treat 
immigrants in our own country and world. Right. Um, and that, to me, that was kind of interesting to see that aspect a little bit more clearly now that I'm watching this yeah. as an older person. I think the last time I probably watched this was maybe high school. Okay. Um, so it's been a long time. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of just kind of cool to see that dynamic too of and not thinking about it that way before of how the aliens are being treated and how um, you t- before we start recording you talked about um, District Nine mm-hmm. and how that was kind of a cool movie that features the idea of aliens as um, just the as immigrants and had it, right right yeah. that they they're here and they didn't really intend to be here necessarily they are refugees or they're you know they're they're from somewhere else and. They either ran out of gas on Earth or, or whatever right. it was, and now they're here and they can't get back. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of and I had forgotten that too about this movie was that at the and I like how they do it at the beginning of the movie that you just see the picture the grainy picture of the UFO mm-hmm. and the idea being that somehow this is a slave ship and this slave ship went off course and ended up now now here they are and now yeah. they're they're free they don't have to be slaves anymore. Um, which the one thing that made me think of while watching this movie was like, well, who are the masters? Mm-hmm. Like, if this is a slave ship, does that mean that there's some race of aliens that's out there that, that's like really horrible and yeah. can contain these people and, and cause them to work for them and to, to have them as slaves? And not that this movie needs to answer that question, but that's not fleshed out. And, and it right. doesn't need to be fleshed out. And it might have been fleshed out in the TV series, but it's been so long since I've seen it, I, yeah, don't, I don't I, remember. I, yeah, I can't remember the TV but series. Yeah. But, but I, I just, I like the premise of this movie. I yeah. like the idea of this movie that you take the, you take something simple like a cop story and you're going to throw, it's it's almost the same thing as, it's re, it's actually really, really similar to Red Heat. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you're, you're taking, and that's kind of the whole buddy cop idea is you take, Right. Two people from very different worlds, and right. in this case, it's literally yeah. from two different worlds. Um, that one had an action bent. This one has a sci-fi bent. Right. That's all. Right. You know. You know, and so in and, and the way they did it, and they weaved in some humor there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by having the the fact that they get drunk off sour milk, or yeah. um, what were some of the other things? The uh, no, like the salt water is poison to them. It's like acid mm-hmm. to them that they can they can breathe gases that would be dangerous to us so that they work certain jobs. Some of the other stuff, too, related to the idea of it being a, a story about immigrants and how immigrants are treated um, is these, these newcomers have shown up and you have the guy at the beginning that's like, well, they're taking all of our jobs because they're smarter than we are. You know, my kids, uh, my kids, like, Got a six-year-old. My kid's a six-year-old. Or no, no, no. There's a there's a six-year-old in my college class, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And they they just they learn faster than we do, and that's not fair. And I, so I mean, you get some of the same yeah. some of the same rhetoric you have nowadays of well, these people showed up and they're taking our jobs and they're yeah. and just how they kind of weaved that into the story. And yeah, I thought that was, that was done well. I thought yeah, I did. I got I got really nothing to nothing to take away from that I mean mm-hmm. it was it was just a fun story and it was it was cool how they made you look at that in a different you know from a different perspective mm-hmm. um, I think it's funny much like Red Heat the main guy that we could relate to mm-hmm. maybe you know the, the police officer is kind of like a burnout on the wild edge mm-hmm. maybe not burnout but just um, you know the kind of 
doesn't mind playing outside the rules. He's not afraid right. to smart off to someone. A little bit more cowboy, mm-hmm. just like in Red Heat. Right. And whereas right. you know, then the, you know, the alien is the one that's more buttoned down, more precise, more mm-hmm. proper. The kind of the, just is very disarming to the, mm-hmm. you know, to the James Conn character, you know, when he, he's just hurling these insults and he's like, okay, well, do you not like donuts? Mm-hmm. Do you not like to, oh, okay, well, is it, you know, just very calm and pres- just like the Arnold Schwarzenegger character in Red Heat. He's the one that's like incredibly physically trained and he's the one that has all the answers. And I just find that interesting that we, in the 80s, are we what we liked, mm-hmm. what we envisioned as the leading man and the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, was the one that was coming in a little bit sideways with things. Was right. the one that was a little bit wild. Was the one that, you know. That's what we look mm-hmm. up to. You know, um, the sidekick is always the one that's the more precise and right. So right. Yeah, there were just the the only I guess the only criticisms I have of the movie are where things maybe just didn't get used in the way I would have hoped they would have gotten used. And when I, at first, when I read what Roger Ebert said, I was like, you know what? No, Robert, you're totally wrong. And then I started reading it. I was like, you know what, Robert, I take some of that back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might be right. Yeah. I, I get what you're, I, I see where you're going here right. with this. Right. And I don't know that I don't want to go so far as to call it a failure of imagination. I think that's, I think that's somebody writing a newspaper article that needs people to read his article so he's going to, you know, yeah. make his language a little bit more provocative than it might otherwise be. But um, I do think that the, the part where he says um, that it, I don't I don't know that I completely 100% agree with how he says this and, and what he's saying, but uh, that it had no surprises, that it didn't attempt to delight it, its audiences with twists and turns on the phoned-in plot line. I will say this movie didn't have any surprises. Like, nothing right. about this movie surprised me. Right. And there were several times watching this movie that I felt like, all right, you've got two completely different cultures, a little bit like something like Red Heat, where you've right. got, or, or think of more recently, like Rush Hour. Right. You've got people coming from different countries, so you've got the, the cultural aspect, the language aspect, um, that kind of stuff. I don't think that that was used as well as it could have been. Mm-hmm. I think that you could have added just a few more scenes to the movie and maybe have seen more of Sam or George's uh, home life mm-hmm. with his newcomer family. Um, I think maybe seeing a little bit more of that. You weren't going to see any of, um, uh, what was his, Sykes, what was his first yeah. name, Matt Sykes. You weren't going to see him his family stuff because he didn't have anything to do with his family. His daughter right. was the one getting married and he wasn't... right. He was kind of separating himself from his family. But I feel like you could have gotten just little extra hints, brought in some more sci-fi stuff. Because otherwise, there's not a whole lot of sci-fi in this movie. No. Other than just the fact that, you know, a, a portion of the cast are supposed to be aliens. Yeah. There's nothing really sci-fi about it. No, I agree. And that was what I was going to say, too, is they, if you wanted to, you could add more movie. Right. You know, you could put some more movie in there mm-hmm. to try and answer some of those questions. But I... Yeah, you know, it wasn't a bad movie by no, any means. No, no, but like like I was saying, you know, nothing, I, nothing surprised me in particular. Yeah. You know, nothing was when he says that it, you know, it had no, it didn't attempt to delight its audiences with twists and turns. And I think that when you do a sci-fi movie, you you kind of need to have some of that. You you mm-hmm. do kind of need to have if it's meant to be something that's more fantastical than right. what we have on Earth, then you should have, you know. I know this is in the grim and gritty streets of Los Angeles, but 
you should have some yeah. aspect to this. I wasn't, well, yeah. yeah. The one in particular that I was thinking of, too, is the idea that they have two hearts. Mm -hmm. I think they said they have two hearts. And when they said he, were, he was trying to shoot the one guy, he's like, well, you know, if you just shoot him in the one heart, they keep you just make him angry and they keep coming at you. And that idea never got played out. I think in the one scene he had to shoot one of the aliens several times. Yeah. But I kept thinking, you know what, that part is kind of interesting. And how would a yeah. cop... Who's trained, you know, who's trained on how to make a kill shot or how to, you know, how to shoot someone to wound versus take them down or, or, or whatever, to then throw in that element of, well, but now you have these beings who maybe are a little bit tougher than humans and, and they're tougher to take down and that kind of stuff. You get a little bit of that with the when he tries to knee him in the in the groin mm -hmm. and it doesn't work. So you get some of that. Yeah. But maybe there could have been a little bit more, or or have it be used in a more significant way. Yeah, I yeah I don't know what I mean because I mean like the the try to knee him in the groin and it didn't work. I mean that that's been used in other movies before, right. uh, you know, or you know he hits him in a, it's a bit of the the it was a Star Trek six six yeah. exactly, <laughs> or you hit him in the one spot. I think we all like, have oh, him in the same place. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know you get those things. But yeah, I don't know exactly what else they would put in, mm -hmm. um, because you know you, you run the risk of putting some in, and suddenly it's like, wait, what, 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 what direction are mm -hmm. we going here? This is too scattered. This is right. too, you know. Right. Maybe that's just this is just what the movie was intended to be, just mm -hmm. a cop story, and you kind of throw in that a, mm -hmm. a, a added dimension of, um, you know, aliens are walking among us. Right. You know, I don't know that there was anything that needed to be. That needed to be explained more. It would have been nice, but yeah. it wasn't like, wait, what's going? Like, connect the dots. Well, and, why did and if you happen? want that, then I think you go watch the TV show. Yeah, because that's what the TV show did. Yeah, and maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's the best thing that can be said about this is that yeah, it was a good movie and mm -hmm. it, you didn't get spread too thin, um, and then they made a TV show out of it mm -hmm. so that you could, in a different format, explore these different issues. Yeah. Each week. Well, and they and they really did. They tried to flesh out the characters and the culture and the other stuff a little bit more because even after the TV show for about I want to say four years they had a comic book mm -hmm. that kind of explored some more of the aliens and their culture and all that and then a series of paperback books okay. too that like brought that story out and, and developed it more and, and, and did more of that and and I think that just goes to especially if they were cutting this movie down to be even shorter than it originally was in the first place Yeah, I think that just goes to there's only so much you can do in a movie Yeah, otherwise go to a TV show yeah. Which is why I think more of the stuff lately that we really have gotten invested in have been TV series. Mm -hmm. Because with the way Netflix does the, the series now, I mean, it's really almost like you're just watching a 14-hour movie. Right. But that 14-hour movie, you can break it up and you can watch it in pieces. Right. And you're getting more, way more char character development Right. In that amount of time than you are in a hour and a half movie. Right. Well, it's it's binge worthy shows. Right. You know, when you watch an old school show and you binge on it, you either gotta geek out on it mm -hmm. and really like, okay, I'm checking this out, or you're just like, okay, here they go again. Yeah. Fifteen minutes left to go, they're gonna do this. Ten minutes left to go, they're gonna now the way they're doing shows, it's designed to be binged. And I think maybe one of the first shows that was really written that way, and from my perspective, was the show twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. so much that they envisioned that we were going to be watching them all on Netflix mm -hmm. back to back. Right. But the idea that it had a 24-part season that all followed the same overarching right. plot lines. Right. As opposed to, throw up another example, um, 
Star Trek, the next mm-hmm. generation. Right. Now there might be some common in, in threads. In the later seasons there were more common threads. There were like in the first it's well, it's like a lot of different shows, like yeah. Smallville. Yeah. Or the X Files. Or, you know, there was the they always called them like the freak of the week yeah. thing. There was there was kind of in the background, there was this overarching story of yeah. you know, Mulder's trying to find his sister. Yeah. Or Clark Kent's trying to Learn how to deal with his power. Well, right? it might pop but, up for one or two. Right. Then it might come back. Right. And then the but season until finale, you got it to like 24 or the first one that we ever remember where Netflix dropped the entire season all at once was um, House of Cards. Okay. And I remember that popping up the first time and, and we were interested in watching it because we liked Kevin Spacey as right. an actor. And 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 I remember we, we went on Netflix and I, I said, Sharon, they did all the episodes at once. Like the entire yeah. season is in here already. And she's like, are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we got to start watching, and that was the first time I remember, you know, like a, yeah. binging a show that way, other than like Battlestar Galactica, which we would right. Rent, right. The, rent the DVDs and binge them that way. But yeah, but even like Battlestar Galactica or West Wing, yeah, you know, it was an episodic show. Yeah, that mm-hmm. they were trying to escape from the Cylons, and that was the big theme that lasted for the mm-hmm. four seasons. And there might be within that one season, okay, that I. I, I can't remember, you know, the ship crashed, mm-hmm. so there might be four or five episodes where they're dealing You're with You're trying that. to elect a new president. I, I was right, just going right. to say, yeah. the ele- there was those little threads, but I mean, now you have shows that come out that, just like you said, I mean, it's like, this is the theme that we're taking through to the end. Right. And we're going to explore it, and so you get more in-depth movies, mm-hmm. and the production values are mm-hmm. every bit is up there. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes I'm amazed with how short movies really truly are. Oh, yeah. Because I, growing up, was more of a movie guy than a show guy. Oh, totally, yeah. But you watch a movie, like these movies, and I'd, I'd be thinking like, okay, here we go. Got to, mm-hmm. you know, getting fired up for this movie, mm-hmm. getting wrapped up in this movie, and then it's just like, oh, it's... It's over. It's going pretty <laughs> quick. Oh, there's, yeah. You know, and sometimes it's because I'm watching it while I'm doing something mm-hmm. else. And then I realized, oh, the something else really takes as long as watching them. Yeah. I wonder if, and they, and they talk about cutting this movie down from its original length to get it to an hour and a half. I wonder if, I wonder if now audiences are more willing to go see a longer movie. Because it seems like, like the, some of the Star Wars movies and Infinity War, Infinity War is almost three hours long. I wonder if now people have gotten so used to binge watching stuff that they don't have a problem sitting well, for cyclical, a longer period of time. It's cyclical, isn't it? Oh yeah. Because I mean, yeah. movies of the '80s were an hour and a half. Then somehow we right. crept up to the like two-hour mark in the yeah. '90s. And like Braveheart, and some of those are like three. three then and you a half have or epics, they were. Yeah. and then you have the Lord of the Rings, right. and then you what are we buying? The extended cuts. Right. And I, so, I, and then I think movies maybe start. Did they ever creep back, or is it? Yeah, they crept back from three, times, three and a yeah. half hours to like two. Right. Right. I mean, maybe Transformers Two was the downfall of that. Like, dude, I'm watching this for. <laughs> uh So. Yeah, so I mean, I in in general, I like the movie. I there are a couple places here and there where I kind of wish more had been done with it in a sci-fi way. Actually, the the when he turns into when Harcourt turns into the creature at the end because he's overdosed on the drug. It's like Turtles um, too, right? The secret right. use. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Go ninja, go ninja, go go ninja, go, go ninja, go 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 go. I used to have that cassette. And yeah. I'd play it all over the place, and I, know. I might actually still have it. I gotta go find it now. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, where was I? Harcourt. Yes. Yeah. So when Harcourt transforms, I would have liked to have. 
maybe that's another place they could have brought in a little bit more sci-fi. Because mm-hmm. I would have liked to have a little bit more of an explanation as to why did he change. Like, is that... Is that the... Because if these newcomers have been bred to be slaves, um, is that what they would naturally be if they just evolved to what they were supposed to? Or is that a mutation? Or is that... I think of like... um, when I would read like the comics or watch the cartoons or what with the superheroes and mm-hmm. there's the Martian Manhunter character mm-hmm. that is part of the Justice League, um, that in his natural form he looks a little bit more monsterish as a Martian, but when he comes to Earth he makes he shapes yeah. shapeshifts so he looks a little bit more humanoid. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that could have been an interesting turn too to say, well, wait a minute, could this have? Because that was kind of their concern was we can't let humans see this because yeah. if they see this they'll be totally terrified of us. Yeah. And we can't have that happen. So I, I I almost wanted a little bit more and maybe a sci-fi genetics explanation that says, well, this is what we actually are yeah. if you let us evolve naturally or something. I, I don't know what. But yeah, and it's funny because I, I come at it from, you know, like the surprises thing is like, I knew he was the bad guy. Yeah. Everybody knew he was oh, the bad guy. Oh, everybody knew he was the bad guy. And well, then, it's, it's the same with a whole bunch of other cop shows or other... You know who the bad guy is from the exactly. beginning. It's like the uh, Beverly Hills Cop, or it's like right. Total Recall, or the, you know, you know, you pretty much know who the villains are. Right, and that's where I think they could have said, well, maybe they could have written it a little bit less mm-hmm. of a cardboard cutout. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who what's going to happen. Maybe yeah. the fights. Okay, oh, they're on the boat. Guess who's getting pushed in the water? Well, right. yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like maybe give us a little bit more of an epic battle. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I yeah. don't know. I'm not making movies. No one's asking me to make movies. Right. I don't want to be telling them what to do. Right. But that's where I think it could have been expanded or they could have switched the plot a little mm-hmm. bit more. Think of think of The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah. <clears throat> we know who the bad guy was. Right. We know who the good guy was. Mm-hmm. Could you predict that the way that movie was going to go? Yeah. No. <laughs> did, did you really? Well, like? I mean, yeah. you knew which way, but, well, see, see, I would guess I, I, I was <laughs> setting it up differently. When, give the, Appropriate amount of spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Pause. Yeah. But then, like Dark Knight, when it was just like, oh, that's how they're going to end it. Like, I, I wasn't like predicting. That. Oh, you okay? You Dude, that's that's, that's yeah, kind of yeah, what I was yeah, saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we knew who the bad guy was. We knew mm-hmm. who the good guy was, but I didn't predict that. Wow, they're on the boat. How is he? You know, the two boats. Right. Again, spoilers. Right. How is he going to save this? Oh, I didn't know that it was going to be the people mm-hmm. like doing that. Right. You, you, do you get what I'm saying? Right. Like. That movie had twists and turns. That mm-hmm. that wasn't just okay, Joker, Batman, na 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 na, pow, bang. Right. But this movie just kind of had that. Okay, yeah. he's gonna push him in the water. Yeah. Okay, his buddy's gonna come down and scream while he pulls him out. You right. know, his hands get. They could have worked within it without it being like. Mm-hmm. And now for something completely different, mm-hmm. plot twist. They could have worked within the, what they had and and maybe just yeah change it up a little bit. Yeah. that's all I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, and there's another, just as, as kind of a, a last thing to throw out here, I haven't seen it, so I can't talk about it, but um, Netflix, I think at the end of last year, put out a movie called Bright. Yeah. Did you see that? I started watching it. Okay. And then everyone said how bad it was, and I was like, oh, maybe. See, I, I was, was going to watch it, and then I heard the same thing. It's like, ah, it's not good. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to watch it at some it, point, and I just haven't had the time to. I thought of that yeah. movie. But that, you know, it seems like 
it seems like it's pretty much the exact same story. I mean, I, I don't know the rest of the story. I don't know how it plays out. It's, and it, it's, it seems but it seems similar. like it's the yeah. almost the exact same thing as all these other buddy cop movies that have people from two different worlds, like a Rush Hour, a Red Heat, an Alien Nation, yeah. or whatever. Um, that it's you know he's a he's supposed to be an orc. Yeah, it's like something. it's and like fantasy creatures. It's instead of sci-fi, it's fantasy. And, right. And Will Smith is Will Smith is the James Con of the movie, and kind of the he seems like the maybe. A, little bit jaded, disgruntled yeah. cop who now has to yeah. work with this new partner and there's language barriers and there's cultural barriers yeah. and all kinds of other stuff. that. Yeah. And, and cycling back to our conversation from last week that we just had, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of where that movie as social commentary fell short for me because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this movie, it's got some of that in there. You can see it and it's like, oh, okay, that... This stuff goes on in real life, even mm-hmm. though they're showing us with fantasy creatures. Yeah. But I don't know that this movie really drew any conclusions or tried to move the needle one way or the other. It mm-hmm. just tried it to paint a real-life issue with a fantasy sure. brush. Yeah. And that's where I'm saying, like, last week's topic that involved race relations and police, that piece, I, I don't know that just painting it lightly with a fantasy brush mm-hmm. is going to help move the needle on yeah. a topic like that. Right. Whereas something like this, they, they're not really trying to move the needle one way or the other. They're just showing it to you and saying, right. this stuff goes on in real life, folks. This just isn't fantasy. Yeah. It's just that we're making it aliens or orcs or whatever. Sure, yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, Bright was, I might finish watching it. Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but it, you know, it's on my list of probably summertime stuff yes. when there's less going on. And, yes. Yeah. All right, so in conclusion, we'd recommend this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you haven't seen it yet, if you like sci-fi, if you like yeah. cop movies, if you like sci-fi, yeah, it's a good one to go out. watch. It's like we said, it's not you know, it's not going to win like best picture or anything like that, but it's it's a it's a good movie. Yeah. We had we had fun watching it. You and I both had fun watching it. Then it's I don't think it's anything too heavy. It it does you can tell it it's trying to bring in a little bit of you know the playing up the story of these people being immigrants, but putting that in the frame of it's sci-fi and they are actual yeah. they are actual aliens from another planet, um, much like a District 9 or, or one of those kind of movies. Um, so, yeah, so if you haven't seen Alienation, obviously we just spoiled the whole thing for you, but, um, you know, it's we, worth, we, it. it's, it's it's worth watch. watching. So yeah. um, And it's one of those that we watch some of these movies, like we, we've watched, you know, so far this month we've done... Um, We've done Red Heat, we've done Colors, we've done Maniac Cop, and now we've done Alien Nation. And I think of all those different movies, Alien Nation would probably be the one that I'd go back and rewatch at some point. Mm. I don't know if I would, if, if I'm going to watch an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, it's probably not going to be Red Heat. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind Red Heat, it was a fine movie, but there's other options. Like, yeah. I'll go watch something else as opposed to that. Colors, um,. Colors might be one of those that I that I've watched and I'm like, nope, I got it, I'm good, I understand the message, I, you know, I, I, I got you, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, I, I get it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to rewatch it ever again though. But Alien Nation seems like it's one of those movies that I might, you know, like every five years, every ten years yeah. or something, I'd be like, oh hey, Alien Nation, I like that movie, well, and I then just throw it on. And, entertainment, yeah, versus social commentary, mm-hmm. and when you mix those things. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of hard to do, right? Well, and not, if, and not if, that. Yeah. What I was just gonna say, not that it's impossible, not that you can't right. do it, 
But if you're watching a movie that's social commentary, you're not going to check it out with the idea of being entertained. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to watch it with the idea of it's being social commentary and, oh, let me make that aware of these things and so on and so forth. Yeah. Otherwise, you're turning something that, a topic that we do, you're trying to make entertainment about a topic that does require commentary, and that's just sick. You, you get what right. I'm saying? Right. Whereas these other movies that you referenced, they're entertaining. So rewatching them, mm-hmm. okay, I got, like you said, I got the message, now I just want to be entertained. Right. Right? I've already got the message from that movie. So if I need more of that message, right. I'll watch a documentary, read well, a book, turn on the news. And really, if, if you're going to this movie for a social commentary, don't. Because I don't. It There's a layer of it yeah. there. But if that's what you're looking for, it's not. this is not the movie for that. Right. I would say if that's what you're looking for, if you want a mixture of sci-fi and, and heavier social commentary, go watch District 9. Yeah. I, th- I think that's an outstanding movie. Have you seen District 9? Yeah. 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 I, I like that movie. Yeah. Um, I would say go if you, if that's what you're looking for, go for it. Go watch that one. If you're looking for a an '80s cop movie that just happens to feature aliens, mm-hmm. then we go watch this one. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, agreed. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Alien Nation. Um, so if you want to listen to any of our other back episodes that we've got, any of the other 187 episodes that we've done up to this point, um, we're getting really close to 200. Getting close. Jeff and I were talking about what to do. So. If anybody out there has suggestions, you guys come up? feel free. Well, I said one of my original ideas was to do um, something like a through the decades and do movies like because we, you know, we do thirty year old movies, but there are plenty of other good movies that are like 10, 20, 40, 50, 60, yeah. all that stuff. So that was one of my first thoughts yeah. because when I look back at the list, I don't know if that's the one we're going to go with. Okay. Because Jeff had a really good idea too. So, oh. um, but that was my first idea because then I started looking at it and I was like, okay, well. Hidden Fortress turns 60 this year, mm-hmm. the Kurosawa movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey mm-hmm. turns 50 this year. We have Superman or Grease uh, turn 40 this year. Um, you know, I think the other one that turns 50 this year is Planet of the Apes, the mm-hmm. original. Mm-hmm. But I think later in the year, I'm going to do, or if you guys want to, you can too, I'm going to do just like an entire episode on that because I love the Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, those um, new ones are amazing. Mm. The new ones are really good. We watched all three of them like in a weekend yeah. a little while back. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of good movies from 98 and 2008 if we did like a 20th and a 10th, yeah. um, that kind of stuff. Um, Jeff said maybe a, an episode on like what are our guilty pleasure movies. Like either movies that we like and we're maybe a little bit embarrassed to say that we like or what's something that you would just, you at the drop of a hat, you'd put on. Like I just, I want to throw a movie on what am I going to throw on? See. You know, so that was one of his ideas was to, to do something like that. No guilt? What's that? What if if you have no food? guilt can at I all? So, can I throw some movies out there and have people say, Pat, you should be guilty about just watching that? movies that pleasure you. Mm, no, wait. Whoa! Just Whoa! Just, Whoa. Just, <laughs> just pleasure movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not guilty. <laughs> they're just pleasure movies. So we can have an entire episode on pleasure movies. So would Iron Eagle have to be a guilty pleasure? Because I'm not guilty watching that. But I can see what other people say, uh, Pat. Uh, well, we talked about what constitutes a guilty pleasure. Because that's what I told Jeff too. I'm okay. like, I I have no shame. I mean, I Good watch enough. all. <laughs> I'll I'll watch anything. So, yeah. um, and I'm not embarrassed to. I'm not embarrassed to say that. Okay, I'll just do this right now. I'm not as embarrassed to say, I watched The Notebook with my wife, and she cried. Okay. I wasn't crying. She was crying. Somehow her tears got onto my eyes too. But that happens. Yeah, it sometimes happens. So. I think I've um, seen The Notebook. Yeah. I don't okay. do well with. Those movies. Yeah. 
get angry. Yeah. You get angry with... I get angry with get angry with, with weeby movies? I do. Oh, okay. I do. I get really angry. <laughs> I, I watched the Joy mm-hmm. Love Club with my mom, and uh-huh. I said, I'm sorry, I don't think I'm the intended audience. Uh-huh. But yeah, I just get angry. I stopped watching movies with my mom after she took me to go see Ace Ventura 2. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awkward trip to the movie theater oh as a whatever I was, fourteen year old. Yeah. My my parents nope. watched Step Brothers with yeah. my sister. When my sister sitting, was like twenty. When you're yeah. sitting next to your mom yeah. and Ace Ventura is crawling out of a rhino's backside or whatever yeah. it was. It's it's kind of like that. Yeah. There's certain things you don't want to sit and watch with your parents. Yeah. Yeah. That's not necessarily a guilty pleasure. Although what, so what we, was the we, definition? We we I don't know. We have, to, we have to argue. Remember about. last week you needed to get to Deadpool. So I, I, I gotta wanna... I gotta get to Deadpool. That, was two, the that was two weeks ago and I know. Yeah. We don't to, two weeks ago, I got to go see it now. And, we don't yeah. want a time causality. And it, no, timey wimey, whatever the yeah yeah. So what was the definition? How does it? I, we we didn't decide. We got. I mean, I we, get it. I know we got to decide. I get it. I like, think there are degrees of guilty pleasures. You know what? So, it's a reworking of the top ten list because yours your top of, ten. Yeah. But then there's the movies that like Shawshank you. Yes. And I think mm-hmm. that I mean I could get in with that. Mm-hmm. Because like, what are the like at the drop of the hat? I'm watching yeah. this movie. Yeah. So you call them the, your your Shawshank movies. I call them my Kryptonite movies. Okay. Like, I borrowed the line from someone. I thought I, oh, can't, yeah. I didn't invent that. Oh no, right? I, and I borrowed mine too. It was, okay, good. It was somebody at one point had like, yeah, that's one of my Kryptonite movies, yeah. and I'm like, mm, first of all, I love Superman. So what are you talking about? And they were like, oh, well, like you know, back in the old days when you would change channels, it was like, yeah, if you're just like changing the channels, and all of a sudden you become powerless to change the channel because something you love comes on. Yeah. That's when you put the remote down and you just start watching. So those yeah. are my Kryptonite channels, my Kryptonite movies, because. I, I lose the ability to change the channel yeah. when that comes on. So maybe yeah. like a couple, three, five movies that yeah. are those. Yeah, yeah I get it. Like or the, the, the power through the decades, whatever. Right, right. You know? So I will figure something out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's coming up for our 200th episode that'll be up probably pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a few weeks away now. Uh, then in June, we've got our comedy movies coming up. So if the Cops and Aliens month has been a little heavy for you, um, then you can come laugh with us in June as we are talking The Great Outdoors, Coming to America, Adventures of Baron Munchausen, and Beetlejuice. So that's what's coming up soon. Um, we got to get out of here because I, two weeks ago, had to go see Deadpool. So mm-hmm. I got to go. Mm-hmm. But thank you, Pat. Yeah, thank you, John. Yeah. This, right. been, this has been good. Um, check out the... I don't know where you can find. I don't think the Alien Nation TV show is streaming anywhere. Probably catch you probably stuff on go YouTube. To like the library or YouTube or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or buy it. Um, only ran for one season, so you know if they have the DVDs somewhere, it's just one season. Then it was done. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we will see you back here next time.